Welcome to Fight Stripe 2.1, the relaunch. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And we are back after a long hiatus, but we wanted to jump back into this and talk about a highly anticipated fight, I think, coming up. Maybe not highly anticipated. Anyway, we wanted to talk about uh, the current UFC, get things going off, uh, kicked off again with what uh, everyone is talking about for this week anyway. So that's... uh, UFC 235 featuring John Jones and Anthony Smith in the main event. Uh, But before we get to all those, let's uh, talk about a few things that happened recently or uh, some news in the UFC. And the first of those being the recent bout between uh, Francis Nagano. Now, I never say that right. I always say it differently. Nagano. Between Francis Nagano and Cain Velasquez, a fight that lasted all of, what, 26 seconds? 26 seconds, yes. And let me say, too, it feels great to be back from the sabbatical that we had. I think we're nice and uh, relaxed and re- relaxed. And <laughs> nice and relaxed and uh, ready to go. Yeah, you and I um, talked about Cain uh, versus Naganu, and we both – I think kind of thought ultimately this was going to go down the same. We thought it was going to go down the same um, as uh, Stipe and Nagano, where Kane would come in and just kind of control with his wrestling. Um, he he might have to weather you know a couple of storms from Nagano, um, but not the case at all. Um, it, it seemed, uh, at least on the internet, to be kind of controversial. Um, or Kane maybe blew out his knee and didn't really get knocked out. But I watched a couple. Um, there's there's an angle on Twitter um, that shows and Naganu did land kind of an uppercut essentially, but it's kind of like a hook uppercut. You can see Kane's head pop and that kind of pop up and that kind of split his legs out. And his knee may have given out, um, but it was definitely not just a freak accident. And Naganu made his knee go out essentially from, uh, from that punch. So um, kind of tough luck for Kane, but you know, I think the heavyweight division is a better division with a healthy Kane in it. I just don't know if we're ever going to see a healthy Kane again. You know, he's getting mm-hmm. older. Um, it's fighting's a tough sport. Yeah. He, he, I, I was looking at that, you know, replay. I was watching the fight and then when they showed the replay, yeah, I think I think there was a a punch that uh, then you mentioned that I saw him that I think he went down, you know, knocked him down to his knee. But the the way it looked to me, I was thinking, yeah, well, he caught him and he went down. But it was the kind of thing that I thought Kane might have recovered from. But then the way he curled over, it, it seemed to me that his knee was hurting more than his head. But that that mm-hmm. was you know yeah that's that's really subjective. You, you can probably read into that any way you want to, but certainly a, a punch caused him to go down like like you i was thinking gosh on paper you know the way stipe went kane's gonna come in there he's he might have to take a few uh hits like you said but he's he's gonna nobody's that stupid to sit there and and fight with nagano you know it's toe to toe what you would think and then he's gonna try to get in there take him down and you know, Kane. I, I've I've never been a huge Kane fan. I, I'm not saying he. I, I never say any fighter is a bum or anything like that. Uh, but um, there's just he's just not been a, a fighter who's who just does it for me. You know, who, who I get excited about seeing. But without a doubt, the guy's a great wrestler, and mm-hmm. uh, he he doesn't have any submissions. But I mean, he's he's the kind of wrestler who who takes you down and then just pounds you out. Yeah. But but. Uh, but being with that and, and the way that uh, Nagano has no ground game that I've ever seen. Um, nope. that I, I thought that, that even though Kane coming in from a long layoff, uh, two and a half years and, and being uh, you know, a guy who he's still got that experience and, and that wrestling that he was just going to just have his way if he could just get in there. And then, you know, of course one punch can get anybody. So, uh, yeah, he, he got caught, and that was I, I think I was my kind of own private prediction was that uh, this fight's going to go. Um, if if Nagano wins, it's going to be a first round knockout. But if he doesn't get that knockout, Kane's going to take him. And yeah. um, and so I actually uh, was was picking Kane overall, but uh, that 
that didn't work at 26 seconds later. Uh, that didn't work out. Yeah. No, I, th- I think probably the layoff contributed to Kane's early loss. Cause it just seemed he wanted to get in there and he may be rushed in for that takedown mm-hmm. against, uh, Possibly his better judgment had, you know, he take, and, and that's a tough fight to take for your first tight fight back for being uh-huh. offered teams, you know, hopping um, up to, I think, the uh, Ganu. Uh, he's definitely in the top three. I'm not sure if he's still ranked as the uh, number two. But, uh, however, you know, going up to the top of the food chain and, you know, not taking kind of a warm-up fight, quote-unquote, yeah. um, to, to get back in the swing of things. So, um <laughs> It it, uh, it it appears at the moment that Kane's uh, going to be back sometime later this year, so uh, we'll see. Obviously, you wish fighters the best, um, but it, you do kind of take pause um, as as far as Kane goes, and you don't want him to. It's it seems he's just been you know cursed by this injury bug, yeah. and if it's you know, not one thing, it's another. So um, we'll see, you know, hopefully not saying he can't come back and uh, make a comeback and make a run. Uh, however, I, I think, you know, another injury or another long layoff, and you might want to think about, you know, hanging it up. He's had a great career, um, two-time UFC heavyweight champion. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Wish yeah. him the best. Nothing, uh, nothing to be ashamed of in his career, and uh, I, I gotta wonder if, if we're gonna see him. He's like he's the injury bug. This guy cannot stay healthy, um, yeah. you know. And, and and you know the the sport's hard on the body, and especially on heavyweights. Uh, you gotta wonder if, if uh, he's just done or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the next thing up is uh, wanted to, to talk about is George Saint Pierre retired. Yeah. Yeah. And this seems to be, um, he was looking, uh, at either taking, trying to get a fight against Conor McGregor or, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. I would have loved to see GSP versus Habib. Um, just interesting. I mean, I think that would be obviously a grappling intensive fight. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, uh, to the casual viewer, a boring fight. I don't know how, uh, but it, it seems a lot of times when you get two grapplers into a cage or into the cage, uh, that turns into a slugfest. So, mm-hmm. who, I mean, that's, that was a fight that I was really interested in seeing. Um, sounds like the, according to GSP, the UFC, UFC shut that down and said, yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't really blame them. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not, Good timing, I think. I mean, Habib's the champion. Um, GSP, you know, it, his last fight when he bumped up to fight Michael Bisbing and uh, won the 185-pound championship. And then I think 33 days later or something, vacated the belt because of an injury. And, you know, George, uh, he said that he's really just looking for fights. This Before retiring, he said he was really just looking for fights in his career um, to that were like legacy fights, and you, you can't if you're the UFC. I mean, do you really want to roll the dice? GSP goes in, beats Habib, and then retires, vacates another belt. You know, uh-huh. um, it's, not, it's kind yeah. of a, a curious position that you're putting the UFC in. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you could have thought about it. That'd, that'd be a huge pay per view, and if you were to do it like at a catch weight, which it mm-hmm. sounded like GSP was open to. Um, you know, that's, I think maybe one solution, but you know, who knows, not meant to be. And, you know, we'll just always be left wondering what if, what if, yeah, I would have liked, I would have liked to see that. I I really would have, uh, I was kind of a little bit surprised myself that he uh, decided to retire, but uh, I I basically, I just thought there was still more left in him. I guess that's why it's not that he hasn't done everything that you could ask a fighter to do in his career. Um, so it, it's, uh, definitely not early. He's had, had a great long, uh, lengthy career. He's beat, uh, who here was to beat. He hasn't shied away from fights. Where, where do you put him in the all time greats? Um, I think he's arguably the greatest. I, I think, um, probably the most talented slash 
arguably great great John Jones. I think John Jones in, in that discussion when you're talking like, you know, the top four or five fighters, I think John Jones is the most naturally talented. Mm-hmm. Um GSP definitely had the athleticism, had natural talent, um, but he really was a, a game planner and you saw when he lost and was upset uh, by Matt Sarah mm-hmm. how he his he kind of switched up his whole game before that he was he t- he'd take people down but he was a stand up fighter um primarily and was knocking a lot of people out and uh then you know when he got caught he kind of switched up and that's when his fighting got like a Eh, I hate to use the term boring, but um, you know it wasn't as flashy in his stand-up. He, he he took less risks. He fought more calculated, and I mean the run that he went on um, and you know avenged both of the losses that he had to Matt Sarah and Matt Hughes. Um, you know I, I think he's arguably, definitely top three, um, arguably the best MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I put him in the top three i think uh he's, he's not my all-time best definitely the all-time best welterweight uh, yeah w- without a doubt but he's uh i you know i'd still put anderson silva above him uh, john <laughs> jones uh in that mix I, I wouldn't call john jones the goat yet um i i still think uh anderson silva holds that crown myself as, as much as i am a john jones fan uh, <laughs> i think john jones is going to get there uh, but uh, I still put those two above GSP. GSP's, um, you know, just like you said, the, the the after his Sarah loss when he he started fighting safe, I guess, uh, and, and winning those, he had some. They were some boring fights, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. but he, but he won. I mean, and and, and uh, I'm just thinking of one. I think it was Josh Koscheck. Um, I just off the top of my head, this is one I'm drawing up, but. Um, uh, was dominated against. I think that was a good one. I'll have to go back and double check that one. Um, but mm-hmm. but he had somewhere, um, you know, he just laid on top of guys for a long time. And, uh, yeah, but, he. But uh, nobody could beat it though, you know. So no. it wasn't great, uh, you know, like I said, flashy. But uh, he uh, he was was just too tough. Uh, nobody yeah, had an answer was... for him. No one had an answer for him. No one could stop his wrestling, and he he would he would take guys down and control them, and you know would would do enough to where you know he he'd stay in that position. The referees wouldn't you know quickly stand them up because he wasn't doing anything. But at the same time, it never felt like he was really trying to finish the guys. You know, like when you see the uh, Beeb take guys down and just you know kind of maul them, right? Like beat on them. Um, that's, you know, the, the takedown ground and pound where it, it looks like the the fighters trying to finish him. GSP never really got that sense. You got that sense that he was controlling. He was fighting, like I said, calculated and, uh, more of a cerebral fighter and, um, just kind of, you know, fighting point fighting. Yeah. Yeah. To win. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, one other thing we wanted to, mentioned before we get into the fight card here and the main card for UFC 235 was uh, the announcements for the fights for UFC 236 and uh, it seems they have a uh, few fights that they're going to go ahead and throw up uh, interim belts for. What do you think about that? (laughs) It it drives me crazy um, the interim belt to be honest and I know a lot of people feel that way um, they've announced the interim lightweight championship uh, between Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier and the interim middleweight championship between uh, Kelvin Gasolum and um, Israel Adesanya, which I, I love his nickname, the style bender. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a guy who I saw, um, I started to take notice of uh, when he got in the UFC um, and, and thought that he had the potential to become a champion um, one day. So <clears throat> we'll see. He's a guy who I've, I've kind of kept my eye on. Um, but this, this interim belt nonsense, my two thoughts on it is, one, why don't you make um, more weight classes? Because it seems the reason that 
the reason to do an interim belt is to add more, really to add more flash and to more interest into what's essentially a number one contender fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if just to do this fight card, it'd still be a good fight card, um, but it would just be a bunch of number one contender, or a couple of number one contender fights headlining it. Uh, when you throw the interim belt there, you have the gold shiny belt next to it, and it seems to be higher stakes, I guess. So if you, you're worried about that and you're worried about having championship fights to headline your pay-per-views, add a couple more weight classes. You can squeeze one in at 165. Then you can do one at 195, and maybe mm-hmm. you can do a 215. You can, and, I mean, it's up in the air. You can do whatever you want for you know sorting out the weight classes if you want to bump. Oh, are you there? We lost connection. Hold on. Can you hear me, Kevin? Yes, can you hear me there now? There we go. Okay. Where were we? Okay. okay. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I'll have to keep on my phone. <laughs> my phone timed out, so I'll have to keep hitting it. Um, where did you lose me? Uh, you're talking about weight classes, maybe a 195. Yeah, so I mean, essentially, my my thought on that is, however, you add a couple more weight classes, you have a couple more champions, more championship fights a year. Um, my other thought on that is, if yeah, still there, mm-hmm. okay, got a beep. Um, my other thought on that is, if uh, my other thought on that is, doing something like a set a number of defenses that a champion has to have in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, call it, you know, if a champion gets injured, you know, maybe bump it down to one, but have like a two um, defense requisite in the contract. Mm-hmm. If they get injured, you know, you can say, okay, one, but, you know, come 365 days, if for whatever reason the champion is unable to defend the belt, they forfeit the belt. Yeah. If it's due to injury, and whenever they're able to come back, they're next in line to get a title shot. They don't have to take that number one contender fight to earn their way back into the championship. Um, but I mean, there's got to be yeah. there's got to be stuff you can do instead of throwing out these meaningless. I, I totally agree. I, I'm I like more that last idea of the uh, um, number you know required defenses and and then letting the the belt move on if they're not going to defend it. Um, I, I, I don't. <laughs> care for you know the uh extra weight classes just because um you know it getting the creep i guess towards the the whole problem with boxing i think is just way too many weight classes in boxing um and and where the belts almost become meaningless because oh if i don't get one at this weight i can just drop down 10 pounds and get another one i mean it's you know it, it really spreads out the uh um a competition i think too thin for that and then then it becomes meaningless where you got you know it's a big deal that there's only been what three people in the ufc who've had multiple weight class uh belts right so at this point and um so it's it, it's more of an accomplishment you get you say somebody oh he's had five championship belts or five weight classes well you know it's only 20 pounds you know <laughs> so right. Added up like twelve pounds to get three belts. Right. I, 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 I see that side yeah, of it. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I like that that last idea uh, a lot better. Hey, you know, if you're the champion, defend the belt. If you can't, let it move on. And if it's because you were injured, come back, and we'll give you the, the first crack. You know, uh, and um, mm-hmm. and and quit the, quit the, these you know, interim for the interim championship. Nobody cares about an interim championship anymore. Yeah. And and it, it's lost what whatever meaning it meaning it may have yeah. had. It's, it's lost <laughs> that meaning as a you know a placeholder for the next you know mm-hmm. fighter to fight for the championship yeah. with, with Tony Ferguson holding the interim belt and then getting stripped. Yep. Um and then same thing with Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. Um for different circumstances, but you you know, um you open yourself up to that mm-hmm. when you start handing out the belts. And, and you know, um, yeah. what was uh, Habib's and uh, Connor's fight just in October? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're talking 
we're looking at UFC 236 being in April. Um, another, you know, roughly six months that Khabib hasn't defended the belt and you're going to do an yeah, interim. that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, he's sitting out. He said that he was going to wait, you know, and just sit out a year with his teammates. But even if he sits out a year, that's not in my book that I don't think that calls for sending up an interim. Yeah. Yeah. Either. It's just, it's yeah. I, I agree. You know, if, if you, if you need a championship fight, then either make him fight or make, strip him of the belt. I mean, it, it has only been six months, so it does seem a little quick to me for that, but uh, still don't, don't you know, interim championship really means not championship. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> And that's that's why I think they need to get ahead of it and come up with a set of rules. You have to defend it X amount of time and X amount of days. Doesn't matter the reason. If you can't defend it, it doesn't matter the reason. Um, you're, you knew that going in because it, you said you set up. Uh, I think yourself for failure when you try and go on what's happened in mm-hmm. the past. I mean, because how long did Connor hold up the uh, lightweight division? Um, when he fought Floyd Mayweather and they never stripped yeah. him, how long was the bantamweight held up when Dominic Cruz, you know, was injured and, and kept on getting injured and, and couldn't defend his belt? So, and it, before they finally stripped him, so I think you need to ahead of time set up some structure, um, you know, yeah. so everyone knows everyone's going into it, you know, with the with the same expectation and not well, you let this guy do this, but then that guy did that and. This one was stripped. This one wasn't. Why? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think you need to set some guidelines yeah. first. All right. Well, let's get into this card here. Um, we're coming up uh, this uh, this Saturday, right? March second, uh, T-Mobile Arena. March second in Las Vegas. March. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right. So UFC two thirty five head headlined by Jones uh, and Smith. We'll get to them. In a bit, but first, uh, first fight on the main card currently scheduled. These are always subject to change, unfortunately. Right? Uh, but uh, first, just Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. This is, I think, um, an interesting situation that Cody's in because he's coming off of a two-fight losing streak. But they were both. <laughs> both fights were against T.J. Dillashaw, and both fights were for the championship, for the bantamweight championship. Right. So, um, I don't think this is a, and I don't think anyone's saying this, but it's not as it may appear as a do or die fight for Cody. Um, however, I mean this. If he doesn't win this one, I think it's a slippery slope mm. um, and a, a quick fall from the top of the heap. And, you know, who knows where he's going to go down to. Who knows if he, he may drop, you know, mm-hmm. I think low into the top ten. I don't think he'd fall out of the top ten if he, he doesn't win. Um, Cody's a guy, in my opinion, I, I see him. Um, he trains at Team Alpha Male, but you've never really seen that grappling from mm-hmm. him. Stand-up fighter. Um, quick guy. Good stand-up fighter. I think uh, Munoz is more well-rounded, obviously, has more ways to win the fight. Um Unless Cody's able to catch him, um, I, I see Munoz um, controlling this fight, and actually, that's what I think happens. I think I think it's my opinion. Munoz wins a decision on this. I think he just holds the upper hand. He can control where the fight goes, and uh, Cody, in my opinion, really only has one way to win, and and that's to knock uh, Munoz out. Mm-hmm. Well, I. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said, except, except I'm going to go for Cody on this one, just because um, the intangibles. I think the intangibles are going to go his way. Coming off the two fights, he's got something to prove. Uh, the Pedro's only losses are by KO, right? And oh, three losses. Excuse, uh, three losses. He's Excuse me. He's got a decision, so he goes the way. Uh, I guess I was looking at the wrong one. Let me say that again. Okay, so uh, Cody's uh, nine KOs, 
two decisions. And Pedro, uh, he's got three losses all by decision. So I'm still going to go with Cody on this. I think he's got something to prove. Uh, and uh, like I said, it's just the intangibles for me. Nothing, uh, 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 nothing to take away from Pedro. He is a well-rounded fighter. Um, uh, he's, he's got nine submission wins, so Cody's definitely going to have to watch out for that, right? Um, but, uh, yeah. And I, ironically, it seems Munoz, uh, is an, somewhat of an expert at the, at the guillotine choke, uh-huh. which is what team alpha male is known right. for is a guillotine. <laughs> if any fighter that he faces should have, um, apt guillotine defense, be, it's Cody <laughs> yeah. he, see, he should see it enough in training Conor. that he should be aware of that. Yes, you would. You, you think so, but like you said, that's why. That's why that's they why fight. They fight yeah. <laughs> now we'll see. I, I, this one for me is just a gut feeling, okay? Because maybe on paper you think the well-rounded wrestler uh, has, has a, a big advantage, <laughs> and probably normally I would pick that way. Um, but uh, in this case, I'm. I just got to go with the gut. I don't know why. I, I, uh, uh, We're kind of switching on here. Normally, it's me that's flying by the seat right. of my pants, and you're just breaking it down and analyzing and saying, "Well, you know, I think that the, the, this guy has a you know higher percentage of uh, winning. Uh, you know, he's he's got more ways yeah. to win. Yeah. He's the one usually making the calculated. We'll see, we'll see how so, that one works out for us. <laughs> All right." Okay, so on to the next one. Uh, Tisha Torres and Wiley, I cannot say this name, Wiley Zhang. Yes, Wiley, I, I phonetically typed it in here um, to, in, in hopes that I don't butcher it. Uh, Wiley Zhang? Zhang, yes. Is what I believe. I, I apologize because I'm probably stumbling over myself at least a little bit, but Wei Li Zhang. Um, looking at this, I uh, Wei Li's had a few fights in the UFC. Um, won all of them. I wasn't familiar with her. I had to, you know, hop on YouTube and do my research and watch uh, some videos. I was really impressed with what I saw. I know that when you're watching highlight videos, it's giving you the best of the fighter. It's not showing where they struggled or where they lost or anything like that. But she looks the part of a really tough fighter. (laughs) (laughs) She that bag with some brutal kicks, Mm -hmm. some brutal punches, um, and then uh, grappling. Um, She can do that too. And and she just did – the one word that I took away from watching a highlight was vicious. Um, she, everything that she did just seemed vicious. You know, there were no half-hearted strikes thrown, you know, no half-hearted grappling. Everything was with a purpose and, like I said, vicious. So um, Tisha Torres is a really good fighter, but I think she's kind of a journeyman. Uh, she's she's lost to, um, to uh, Jessica Andre. Andre. Mm-hmm. I know I'm announcing her last name. <laughs> Who's fighting for, next for the strawweight title? And uh, Yvonne Zizerichek, who was the strawweight champion, um, and lost both of those by a decision. I think uh, Whaley wins this by decision. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go with her. Um, and I, I think in this case, uh, I'm going to go with what I think is the more well-rounded fighter. Uh, Whaley's got nine KOs, seven submissions, two decisions. Not many fights go the distance for her. Um, you know, she she can get you. Her, her last win was uh, an armbar, so you know she's got that. She had uh, a KO uh, a couple wins before that, so um, she's uh, she can get you standing up on on the uh, on the mat uh, either way. So. Um, with, with, uh, Torres, uh, most of her wins come by decision. So she's, I don't think you could call her explosive by any means. Um, you know, she, she's no KOs, um, one stoppage, you know, one submission. So, 
Uh, I think I'm going to go. I, I, it, it's it's almost as if they they've decided to kind of throw her to the wolves, uh, finding waylay, and um, I think maybe this is a good good showcase. Uh, plus, you got to like where her, her uh, where she trains, Black Tiger Fight Club. I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. like the name. <laughs> I, I do too. That sounds kind of underground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> somewhere in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, that's where the bad guy fights. <laughs> totally. <out. laughs> totally. All right. Speaking of throwing it out, uh, uh, Tisha Torres is training at uh, Altitude MMA. Mm-hmm. So I, I looking at, I, I think this is going to be a really competitive fight. I just think that, um, uh, Zhang, Zhang, apologize, um, is just better than than Tisha. Um, I think it's going to be competitive, but I think that Tisha is going to be a little bit outclassed in this fight. Um, I do think that it goes to decision. Um, seeing that she fought at altitude, I tried to justify. You know, can I, can I, you know, really say that? You know, I feel that she would win. Uh, of course, anything can happen in an MMA fight, but again, just playing off of probabilities, I think that, like you said, uh, Whaley being the more appear appearing to be the more well-rounded fighter, um, and definitely the record reflecting that, that she also has more ways to win. So I just yeah, think we're so we're in agreement I on that. So. I, I I'm gonna go for a stoppage though. I think uh, one thing you don't see a lot. I don't think in, in women's MMA is a lot of stoppages, especially by knockout. Uh, and Waylay, right. you know, she's got most uh, of her uh, of her wins come by KO. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go for yeah. a, a predicted stoppage here. Uh, whether it, I'm not going to say it's KO or, or submission, I'm just going to uh, not going to predict one or the other. I'm just saying it is going to be one or the other. I don't think this is going to go to the judges. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick around for oh yeah uh, okay okay I'll, I'll pick around I'll go with round two I'm I'm saying round two stoppage I think uh, yeah so I'll, I'll be bold I will be bold all right so fortune favors yeah the she actually doesn't have many fights I'm taking a quick look over uh, she doesn't really have many fights that that get to the third round most of hers come in the first or second round so. Uh, yeah. The one thing I will say is um, Tisha Torres is definitely a step up in competition. Yeah. Um, a lot of the fighters that you see on Whaley's record, never heard of before, right. likely to not find much of anything yeah. on them, you know, as far as, in fact, trying to find um, out about her background and, you know, um, there's not a whole lot of information aside from what you know you're able to watch on YouTube. Right. So, um, yeah, it looks like most of her fights actually come in China. You know, she's she's from China. Mm-hmm. Um, most of her fights are from there. She's only uh, been in the UFC. Looks like uh, her last two fights. So, um, uh, this is a pro- I, I would agree. This might be uh, her her toughest fight um, to date. So. Well, I'm still going round two. Round two stoppage. All All right. right. Okay. All right. So next uh, on the card, uh, one of my favorite uh, is, uh, I really like, it's Robbie Lawler and Ben Askren. I agree. This this might be and probably is the fight that I'm most looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Ben Askren outside of the UFC for all of his career. Um always wondering uh as a fan what if you know what can ben do um he's an entertaining fighter well i let me say he's an entertaining personality um his fighting style a lot of people probably would say is more on the boring side he, it's grapple heavy it's control heavy uh, but he's able to dominate most of his fights that way um and i'm looking forward to it because i'm really interested to see how he does against robbie lawler who I think hands down is the toughest opponent that he's had to date. Um, you can just look at Robbie, former UFC champion. Ben hasn't fought anyone who's a former UFC champion. Um, so I think for sure this is his toughest test. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
it's going to go to decision. I think Astron Askren's going to win. Um, probably going to be a, what you would say a boring fight, mm-hmm. grapple heavy, control heavy. Um, but I, I, I think that um, Askren's able to pick where the fight takes place and able to control where the fight takes place. And I think he's going to grind out a decision. Okay. Interesting. Um, Robbie Lawler. And I, I think that uh, this is, this is just a different level of competition for him that, that Ben Askren is just unproven. I mean, he's spent uh, a long time in Bellator, uh, but he, he, after that, he's, it's really just kind of been in, you know, no name events, really. Um, you know, he, he's, he's 18 to no. So he's, he's got, you know, a great record. He's got uh, six KOs, five submissions, seven decisions. So uh, you could, you know, throw in that, throw out the well-rounded there. Uh, he, he knows how to, to do it uh, standing up uh, on the ground. Uh, but I just, I just don't think that, He's gonna he's gonna be able to to bring it against Robbie Lawler. Um, yeah, I, I you know I, I could say it'd be competitive, but I think in the end uh, that Robbie's just a whole different level, a uh, whole higher level of competition than what Ben Askren has ever faced. So the uh, uh, I agree, and that and, the, and that's one um, one of the things that I you know obviously had to think about and consider because if if Ben can't take Robbie down, I think it's going to be a long night for Ben. Mm-hmm. It might be a short night for Ben, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. um, Robbie very well could put him to sleep. Um, he, Robbie definitely is uh, leaps and bounds ahead of Ben as, mm-hmm. as far as stand-up striking is concerned. Mm-hmm. However, I think Ben's leaps and bounds ahead of Robbie uh, with the grappling, and I think Ben has this is what I'm interested to see in this. So I believe that Askren has um, good MMA wrestling before. Um, there's some guys who come in who are phenomenal collegiate wrestlers or international wrestlers, but come in and they, their style for whatever reason, just they can't translate it over to mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest example that comes to my mind that we've talked about is Brock Lesnar. Uh, who was an NCAA Division One champion, but really, you know, it, it didn't seem like he had that level of experience of wrestling mm-hmm. um, in mixed martial arts. He really, there's some fights that he used it, but I think across the board, it didn't. You know, his his wrestling really didn't translate to MMA to the tougher competition. Mm-hmm. I think Ben's will, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to finding out in this fight. Yeah. For sure, Robbie Lawler is a huge step up. Yep. Yeah. I see that. All right. So the next one on the list, uh, the co-main event of the evening is Tyrone Woodley and Kamaru Usman. And I, this, I think is going to be a great fight. I think um, this is what I talked about earlier. When you get two grapplers, in the cage, you just want to stand and bang. Turns out to be a slugfest. I think this has the makings of that. Um, both these guys are accomplished wrestlers, um, but I they don't really. They kind of they do mix in their wrestling, but um, when you think of them in MMA, you think of I, I think of both of them more as uh, strikers. And uh, Tyron really coming on uh, lately and. Um, uh, becoming a great counterpuncher. Um, I think Tyron is just, my mind, he's a better version of what Kamaru Usman is. Um, really solid wrestler, um, good knockout power, good hands. Um, but I, I think Tyron is a little more athletic. Um, I think even though they're, Usman's not that far behind. I, as far as in, in terms of number of fights, I think uh, Tyron has the better experience with the you know the better uh, quality of competition, and I, I think he's going to win this, and um, I, I think he's likely going to get a finish round three, round four. 
Oh, you're predicting the finish as well. I like that. I'm I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think we're going to come down on the same side on this one. I got to go with Tyron uh, on this. Uh, I hope it's going to be uh, an entertaining fight. I th- I think it will. Um, you know, both both of them have great records. Uh, neither one of these guys, I think, uh, is is the kind of guy who's going to accept a loss. You know, they're they're, they're with these records. You know, they're these guys go in expecting to to dominate, um, mm-hmm. and and so I, I think that's the makings of a good fight. I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I, a good fight in the sense that that uh, these these two guys are going in there to compete. I, I, uh, is it going to be a good fight in in the sense of um, we're going to see a, a good level of competition? You know, equally matched. Um, I don't know. Something tells me that that this might be a little shorter than we expect. Um, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Tyron, and I'm going to say that he is going to get a stoppage. Um, now I'll go with round three. He, he, he uh, round three round three stoppage on this one. He, he likes to to beat up guys for a little while before uh, he takes them most of the time. I'd say. He does, he does. And I, I, I really like uh, Kamara Usman as a fighter. I just think at, at this point in both of their careers that, that Tyron's ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're, like I said, on paper, very similar fighters. Um, just I, I give the edge uh, at this point in time to Tyron. Okay, I like that. All right. Finally, the fight that everybody's waiting for. John Jones and Anthony Smith. As the, the first question on this, before we even get to the fight, there hasn't we haven't heard anything yet, um, but it always seems with John Jones, you always got to wonder what's going to drop. You know, what what bad news? Can he get to the fight? Are we going to have another drug test drama? So, what do you think? You asking me if I think John's going to piss hot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think he's going to have. My thing with John Jones is whatever he did. A lot of times when, um, not just MMA fighters but athletes fail a drug test and fail it for PEDs, um, everyone just assumes it's steroids, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, there's a lot of stuff on that list. His, uh, he allegedly said, you know, in his words were, uh, tainted dick pills or, you know, cheap knockoff dick pills, uh, you know, that he got from like a station or, or somewhere. I, I don't know, but, um, I, I'm not sure what he took, what he didn't take. My opinion always comes on John Jones comes back to, even if he did, take steroids or take, you know, performance and whatever performing enhancing performance, enhancing drug. Um, I still think he wins all the fights that he won. If he weren't on steroids and all of his competition were, Um, you know, steroids definitely gives you an edge, but it doesn't turn your average Joe Schmo into the greatest mixed martial artist potentially that ever lived, which I think Jones um, definitely is and and will be um so you know you just don't get the ability to adapt from taking steroids that he has you know the ability to game plan uh, the creativity that he has in the cage um so i think he's going to make it i think he's going to get those to answer your question i think there's going if any kilograms that we're hearing about until you know, a few months or whatever they said that that should finally be out of his system and that he won't have those pulsing picograms mm-hmm. that may pop up. Um, if anything, I think it's going to be. Yeah. I, you know, and I got to say, um, now, here's my bias. I am a fan of John Jones. I, I really don't think that he has taken anything that he intended to give him a competitive advantage. Uh, I, I think the stuff that, that he came positive for is not, uh, uh, not the kind of thing that would really help you in the end. Um, just my opinion. And, and uh, that said, 
I think he's done some kind of stupid things. Um, and uh, I think that's without question. But, um, you know, it, with his history, I wouldn't be taking so much as a Flintstone vitamin, you know. Right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I hope he keeps that and keep being clean. Um, I think he's naturally the most talented MMA fighter uh, that, that's, you know, in history. Um, he, he's got all the tools. I think he's on the path to becoming the GOAT, the greatest of all time. He's already up there. Uh, I think he just needs a few more wins and, and to solidify that. Um, and so we'll see where it is. But, how, okay, so, so that out of the way. We hope he's going to get there. We hope it's clean. We don't want any drama for this fight. How do you see this one going down? I didn't realize uh, until I saw the um, UFC countdown. Anthony Smith uh, trains at Factory X here in Colorado. Um, just a little interesting aside. I think um, I like Anthony Smith um, as a fighter at this point in time. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to pick against John Jones until he gives you a reason to pick against him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about failing a drug test or anything like that. I'm talking just performance-wise, getting in there. Um, he's never, in any of his fights, given you a reason to doubt that he's going to come out victorious. Um, unless, of course, I take that back. Unless he does some north-to-south elbow, elbows on Anthony Smith and gets disqualified or actually loses like he did against Matt Hamill. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I see Anthony Smith winning. Um, I, I think Anthony Smith is definitely a top lightweight. I think it was a smart move for him to move up to lightweight um, from middleweight and not cut so much weight and have more of the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you mean you know, light heavyweight, you mean? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Moving up from, uh, from middleweight to light heavyweight um, I think was a great move. Um, I think he's definitely a top – I, I think he'll stay a top light heavyweight talent, um, but I don't see him beating John Jones. Ah, okay. uh, I, I've got to agree with your pick. I, I, I've watched Anthony Smith. Uh, I saw his uh, last fight against Ozdemir. Um, impressive. I saw Mauricio Hua. I watched that one where he KO'd Hua. Um, you know, I, uh, KO'd Rashad Evans. Uh, so there's some, a couple former champions there, but, um, I, I, I think the, the argument there is that clearly both of those guys were in, uh, in the twilight of their careers. I think, uh, you could say when the, when he beat them, um, but that, that's still an, an impressive feat. Um, but you know, he's, he's, uh, susceptible to, um, you know, he can be beaten. Uh, he's, he's shown that in the past. Uh, you're right. You're right. His move to light heavyweight was good, but man, John Bones Jones. I mean, who can beat that guy right now? He's he's never come close uh, to being beaten. You know, his, his only loss being being that uh, DQ. So um, you, you can't pick. Uh, you, you don't even if you don't like the guy. You really what can what can you do to bet against him right now? I, I mean, the, the closest that he had um, was the, the fight that everyone yeah. talks about against uh, the first one against uh, Alexander Gustafsson. Right, right. But I, I still think, I don't think that was as controversial as Alex thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Jones won that decision. I thought it was a very close fight, very competitive fight, <laughs> but I thought John Jones won it. Yeah. Um, and that's the closest that anyone's come. Um, and I, you know, 23 wins really should be 24. Mm-hmm. Actually, really should be 25. Um, you know, if you take away that no contest that he had against Cormier when he pissed hot, um, yeah. and the loss uh, from Matt Hamill. I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, John Jones is 25 and 0. Right. Um, yeah. With but, over half of those coming by finish. So you uh, can get it done either way. Like I said, just, you know, the creativity that he has in the cage, uh, his adaptability, um, and 
you know, he never fails to put together yeah. a good game plan with his team. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I look for Jones to come in and honestly probably dominate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the same thing. And with, with, uh, he has been hit before, you know, he's, he's faced some guys who can punch and uh, you know, like, like you said, I guess I may be a little overstating when I said he's never been close. Alexander Guff's uh, was close, uh, but, but he, that was a, really, I think the only threat I can ever remember on him. And um, the guy's tough. Remember when he fought Chell Sonnen and he basically kind of, Broke that toe off. off. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was disgusting. Oh. <laughs> but, not to take any way anything away from Gustafsson, but that was also um, heyday of John Jones partying. You know, he probably, you know, yeah. was out till four o'clock in the morning the night before, and right, right, you know, went to the fight half drunk and die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, because we saw what happened in the rematch with the focus, John Jones. Right. Yeah, and that was. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he is taking this second, third, fourth, whatever chance you want to call it, too hard. And you know, he's, yeah. he's saying all the right things, but John Jones has always said all the right things after um, he screwed up. Well, I so remember when uh, you know back back when he first became champion. I, um, I don't know if you recall; it was long enough ago, but. I remember saying that John Jones' biggest challenge is going to be himself. His biggest enemy will be himself because he won it so young. And, you know, that, that kind of fame, that kind of money at that young of an age uh, mm-hmm. messes a lot of people up. And uh, certainly it, 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 it did end up getting to him to some extent. And uh, it appears that he's somewhat right at the course at this point. So I, I hope he keeps doing that. Me too. Me too, because it's it's um, he's already had enough time taken away from him in his career. Um, I don't know that he can really afford any more, and I don't know <laughs> if something else does happen that you know if we'll ever see him in the octagon again. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think uh, this is this is his last time that people are going to give him, and and uh, he, it's, so far he's making the most of it. So that's good to see. Yes. All right, so that is UFC 235 coming up here in just a few days, and we will check out what the results, uh, what our predictions uh, are going to be, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.